This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Podcast presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. Well, Elliot, nothing to talk about, right? I mean, just right. I mean, well, nothing really. To, nothing going on with the Eagles now. Howie, Howie season signed a oh, backup oh, linebacker off the Saints practice squad. So it's just good to know that even at three eight and one, Howie's still working. You know, he's still oh, still working, still trying to get players that really are Eagles. So no, no, I'm just. But. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Obviously, joking around. Um, so since we last talked, we talked a lot on Sunday after the game, obviously Hurts getting in, Wentz getting benched. I think both of us, um, at least if not expected Hurts to start, thought there was a, a, a real chance that was, was going to happen. Obviously, since we last recorded yesterday, uh, it comes out Adam Schefter tweeting out the Eagles are going on to Jalen Hurts. Doug Peterson speaks to Dave Spadaro, speaks uh, uh, to the reporters today. We'll dive into all what Doug had to say, but your initial reaction when you heard that news. Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback for the Eagles. What went through your mind? It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. you know, we know it's coming, I guess, but the fact he still actually did it is wild to me. And uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday. I just got back from NovaCare to watch Eagles practice, and it still is wild to see, like, Jalen Hurts up first, you know, and, like, Carson being the backup, and they're running drills, and Carson's the second one that goes. And it, it really stands out. I don't know today. It just – it's crazy that Carson is now the backup and like, how did we get to this point and uh, who's to blame and who's Jeffrey Lurie going to blame? But the fact that his, you know, $128 million investment is the backup. It took an organizational failure to get there. And, and Carson certainly holds his portion of the blame. Carson has not played well. And that's really where it, where it comes down to, but the coaches hold blame in this for getting Carson there, how he holds blame in this. Um, you know, his teammates to a certain extent, right? Jason Kelsey talked to the media today and said that the offense is terrible. And he was like, that doesn't happen because of one player. Like you don't get to three, eight and one at a bad offense because of one guy. Now 
I do think Carson holds the majority of the blame, but Jason's correct that it's the offensive line. It's everything. And Carson had to take the fall for it. Cause when you're the quarterback and you make all that money, it's the last kind of card you can pull. It's the last, uh, the, the, the term Doug keeps using is spark. Like he wants to create a spark and you're not creating a spark by, you know, putting uh, Jason Peters on the bench. Like y- you do it by benching Carson and put a new quarterback in there. So still crazy. We've gotten to this point. Um, it's going to be a topic we talk about probably for years, honestly, like all through next season, if Carson's here and if he's not. So it's a monumental moment in the moment in the uh, history of this franchise. It really is. It, it's a massive monumental thing. And, and you mentioned the extension. I mean, the extension hasn't even kicked in yet. That's yeah. the craziest part. Elliot, Carson Wentz has been benched and his $120 million extension hasn't even started yet. It is, it is unreal. It is so hard to believe that we are in this spot right now. And look, I agree with you. There is is blame all around. Uh, you know, you've said before, and I, I think it's such a, a true statement, regardless of Carson Wentz's culpability in this, which he certainly has some, the Eagles failed Carson Wentz. There is no other way to put it than the Eagles failed Carson Wentz. If they truly believed in that guy, if they signed him to that extension at the end of last or two off seasons ago, whatever it was, you, you do everything you can to facilitate that guy being a star in your team, on your system. That's why you don't draft a quarterback in the second round. That's why you don't, you know, that's why you build a team around him. That's why you make sure that the coaching staff is coaching for him. Like, everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. It is, it is a really unbelievable thing that we are sitting here heading into week 14 of this season, Elliot, and we're talking about Carson Wentz being benched. It, it's... Yeah. It's really, truly hard to believe what an astounding, we've talked about it, but but what an astounding, precipitous fall it is. I mean, again, and we can question the timeline of the, the contract and the decision to draft Hurts and all that, which we have done and will continue to do forever. But but regardless of, of those decisions, just Carson Wentz alone, you know, obviously we know he wasn't 2017 anymore, but to do what he did at the end of 2019, whether or not it was against bad teams or whatever, he played really good football to finish that season. It was certainly the most optimistic we've been about Carson Wentz since 2017. He carries his team to the playoffs. Yes, of course, the injury in the playoffs, but then from that moment, from that the concussion on, I mean, everything has been downhill. Like, precipitous direct drop downhill and it, it's it's been wild to see Elliot I can't believe well, we're here that's my biggest takeaway I can't believe we're sitting here talking about this so Ike asked me Ike Reese asked me this question and when he asked me on the air I didn't have a great answer for it and I've been thinking about it a lot since then but like do we think that this benching like ha- has the 12 games of the 2020 season changed how the Eagles view Carson internally? Because, you know, you can easily point to the drafting of Jalen Hurts and say, look, in retrospect, that was clearly about Carson. I mean, you know, any other team in the league, we would look and say, wow, they must have knew he sucked, and that's why they took Jalen Hurts. Like, any other team, that would be our takeaway. And at the time, I said, any other team that drafted a quarterback in the second round that had Carson as their starter with his resume, we would say they were probably concerned. So, are we just ignoring the writing on the wall? Like, do we think that the Eagles were actually as high on Carson as we were and now 12 games later are not? Like, is this a benching because they think Carson's not good anymore? Like, I'm just, I, I, it's hard to get a read on how they still feel about Carson, but that's the biggest question going forward because are they going to be open to trading Carson? Is Carson going to want to come back? I mean, we've talked about that on, on this pod, but it's, uh, I, I just, I, I wonder what got them to this point because he 
he was bad against the Packers, but it wasn't like he, it was his worst game of the year. I mean, he's had games with four turnovers, right? So I just wonder why now? Like, what got them to this point now? Is it the desperation of the season? Is it seeing too much from Carson? Do they feel Jalen's ready now? It's a it's a lot of questions. Yeah, look, I think I think there are a lot of reasons for why now, and and I don't know if it's one thing. I think. You know, uh, look, I, I think first and foremost, you know, it's hard to to keep telling those guys in the locker room, hey, we're, we're trying to win each week by putting Carson Wentz out there. I mean, factually, I mean, you're if you're on a right. team and, and any NFL player, whether it's Richie, whether it's Ike, all these former guys who talk about it all the time, you know, you, they know it's not like they are, are blind to the fact that their quarterback is a disaster out there and that it it takes away their chances to win football games. What I don't understand, I think the thing you were talking about that's so fascinating there is is the idea of what the organization thinks of Wentz. And that's why the timeline is so screwy to me because if you believed in this guy enough after 2018, which was, he was fine, like he was he was solid, but he also had the broken back. Like it wasn't yeah. some, it wasn't some, I thought he was better in 2019. Like that's what's crazy to me. I thought he was better in 2019 than he was in 2018. So if you decide at the end of the 2018 season, this is our guy. This is a guy that we believe in enough to give this contract to that doesn't even kick in for a couple years. Like, that's how much we believe in this guy. And you talked a lot about waiting and seeing and all that. And look, in hindsight, you were right. You were right. Mm -hmm. They should have waited and see. I was wrong. I'll admit it. In the moment, I was like, what a great idea. Get this guy locked up. You'll get him for cheaper than these all these other deals that are coming. But clearly, it was a mistake. And I just don't understand how they could be that invested in Carson Wentz after the 2018 season to say, all right, we are going to give him this contract that, again, doesn't kick in for two years and is a franchise quarterback contract, clearly with the first couple years of it being very cumbersome for a team. Like, uh, you know, you're committing, committing to this guy. And then what he did in 2019, I, I just... And then you go draft Hurts. I, I just, I don't understand the timeline. Like, I don't understand. Like, the only well, thing I, the point is, I'm saying if you draft Hurts, I understand the timeline if you draft Hurts for the reason they stated. Whether it's ridiculous or not, we all think it was, but whether they really believe they could maximize Hurts's value and trade him away or whatever, if, if that's your plan, while I think a faulty plan, I can at least understand it from a one step to the next step to the next step logic. I can't understand how they played it out. Like, it makes no sense logically. Well, and the interesting part about the benching is... This isn't like the story is completely different if they're benching him from Nate for Nate Sudfeld. If they're benching him for Nate Sudfeld, it is Carson is broken. They need to rebuild him. That's the end of the conversation, right? There's maybe some talk of trading him, but probably not. But like the, the conversation is, wow, Carson is bad. This coaching staff isn't helping him. You know, that would be the, I wouldn't agree with that. But regardless, like that, that would be what the debate would be. The Jalen Hurts pick is what turns this into a full-blown situation because you have the replacement on the roster. You have the exciting backup. You have somebody that you invested a high pick in. That's what takes this from a bad situation to a potentially disastrous situation. And what I keep thinking of this week, and it's one of my favorite analogies. I don't know if I've ever uh, told it to you in, in, in different settings. But like, if you think about the Carson and Eagles type of situation slap slash relationship as a vase, right? The the Nick Foles traumatic incident, and yes, it was traumatic. People on Twitter don't like me using that word, but I think it was traumatic. That was like one crack in it, right? And they and they got past it and you can move the vase, you can look at it in a different way, but the crack is still there. And I just wonder if then you take Jalen Hurts, like that's another crack. And now you bench him. That's another crack. And I just think that ultimately what we're gonna find is 
this situation is broken. I don't think a new coaching staff fix it. I don't think Carson is going to work in Philadelphia. I could end up being wrong about that. Obviously, I hope I am. I want to cover a winning team. Like, that's more fun for me. But, like, it just feels that too much has now happened between these two sides. And the benching, I think, is going to prove to ultimately end up being the last straw. I think this offseason, if they get an offer for Carson, they will move on from him. Um, I think they are open to the idea of Jalen Hurts winning this job over the last four games. I think there would be a, a sense of release, not the right word, but maybe just like a, a sense of it would be refreshing to go with Jalen. There's not the baggage. He's not on that expensive deal. Then you just want to like move on from it. And I think that that's where the Eagles are getting to. I, and we'll see over these next four games. But, you know, a lot of people say, Jalen can't win his job over these last four games, but Carson changed a lot of things about himself over those last four games. So I, I do think things can change, and it'll be really interesting to see. Are those it three games? Four. No, it's four. Four games. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I, I just I think it's broken, uh, and I don't know if it's worth fixing. Yeah. So I, I generally not worth fixing or or will be fixed are two different things to me. But ultimately, if I had to bet right now, will Carson Wentz ever be the you know, franchise quarterback in Philly again, like maybe he gets a start because of an injury or if they can't trade him, who knows what's going to happen. But but do I ever think Carson Wentz is the guy here again? Not really. You know, I, it does feel too broken and it does feel like it's not going to work here. You know me, I'm a, I'm a huge change of scenery guy. I believe in it. I believe in it across sports. I believe in it in a lot of things where sometimes a, a, a person and a place, just like you said, there's too much baggage. It's like a relationship. It's like, too many things have gone wrong for us to not yes. think about, you know, that time you cheated on me or that time this happened or that time whatever, like where where there's just too much stuff there. You can't trust each other anymore. You can't make that relationship work in the way it needs to work. And and look, we could be wrong, but that does, and I, I, as everyone knows, I do not think Carson Wentz is forever broken. But in Philadelphia, it does feel like we're heading towards a divorce. Like it doesn't well, feel like this trust- is fixable. And trust is the key word there, because if you're Carson, we look at this so much from the Eagles perspective, right? Because the Eagles are always going to be the football team in Philadelphia. Like players will come and go. So we look at it from the perspective of, you know, what are they going to do about the quarterback position? Could they trade Carson? What about Jalen Hurts? All that stuff. But let's look at from Carson's perspective. Yes, they signed him to that deal. And clearly he benefited in life changing generational fashion because of the money they gave him. But he also signed on to that like. You know, he signed his career over to the Eagles in a lot of ways, like the formative years of his career, like the places where he is going to be like able to achieve the most. He committed to this organization. And you wonder from his perspective, a trust like where that trust is gone, because first of all, he, you, you, you call him to say you're drafting Jalen Hurts and right off the bat, you know that his heart dropped when he heard that. Right. But then you say, like, we're going to do everything to help you. And then you didn't really do a lot to help him. Like, I guess you drafted You did Jaylen pretty Rager. much nothing. You drafted right. Rager. That's it. That's it. And That's look, all they did, Elliot. Rager, they didn't even spend if, money in offense this, this offseason. They did nothing. Right. Marquise Goodwin, who, like, Howie had the nerve on, to that, say yeah. at the draft that oh. Wentz was really excited about. Oh. But, like, so, and look, if Rager was playing better, you know, maybe we'd do that differently. But, and again, Carson has to play better, too. I'm not trying to throw a pity party for Carson. But, like... I just think both sides are are fractured now, and I think there's a real chance Jalen Hurts can win the job. We'll we'll, we'll get into all that. I did have one question for you, um, though. What'd you think of the Eagles' handling of this, like the actual handling of the benching? I mean, just 
curious what you thought. I, from... I, th- I thought it was disastrous. I mean, first and foremost, and we didn't really talk about this on Sunday night because we didn't have all the information, and there were a couple quotes from the press conferences, but we didn't really have, you know, how it played out. But first of all, it looks like Doug benched him without telling me he was really being benched. So Carson had no idea it wasn't just for one play or two plays or whatever. He had no idea it wasn't going back in the game. That's why we kept getting those horrible shots of the— Dumb-looking Carson Wentz with his dumb helmet on, looking dumb and upset on the sideline. Like, like, and 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 he put him in that position. So first and foremost, the way they handed the initial benching to Doug Peterson, even if he wasn't sure at first, at a certain point in that game, Doug Peterson knows that all right, Hurts is finishing this game. That's what's happening. Go talk to Carson Wentz. Go talk to your quote-unquote franchise guy. Like, so I think they did a, a very poor job in the moment with the benching, with how Doug Peterson handled that whole situation in the moment, and then obviously Carson's quotes after let us know that that it was kind of a muddled situation then to do it the way that look i don't have any problems with uh how they release the information like it coming out on, I, I, we all thought it would come out before wednesday or on wednesday because we knew they were practicing we knew you guys would be down there you know it, you can't hide it for that long once the team practices right. even if reporters aren't there someone on the team is going to tell their agent and that agent's going to re- leak it and we're going to find out right i mean you find out on wednesday so I expected them to let us know before, and I have no problem with the chef to release. I have no problem with them doing the first interview with Spadero. Like, that stuff doesn't bother me. I don't care it's at all. It's a business. It's yeah, a business. I agree with you. Don't care yeah. at all. My big issue was internally how they handled the benching and how, in the moment, Doug handled it. And then after, I mean, like, it doesn't seem like he talked to Carson that much after. I mean, I'm sure they have since and all that, but it just feels like the— what they were doing, it just feels like this whole thing is felt. Like there was no plan to any of it. This was not something that is orchestrated or well thought out or whatever. It's just, it feels like this whole situation, the team has been flying by the seat of their pants and hoping something's going to change and hoping if they do this or that and, and nothing's worked. And, and I think the, the benching itself kind of played out that way too. So ironically, I actually thought Doug's press conference on Wednesday was one of his better press conferences. Oh, I agree with consider. you. You're talking about today's yeah. press conference? I thought he was terrific. Yeah. Uh, when you consider the magnitude of it too, like, and he's, you know, bungled way less important topics than this. So I thought he got through that pretty unscathed. What I do think is interesting is they're selling this as not a Carson needs to take a step back and, you know, get his head right. And this will be good for him, all that. And they've, they've said it could be, but that's not really the main reason. The main reason they're the selling spark. this is a spark. Which is and, crazy, too, because you're out of it. Guys, like, stop this BS. Like, I know you could well, still win the division, but let's be real. They're not going to win the division, Elliot. Nor should they. T- In all honesty, nor should they. Lose. Lose, lose, lose. Honestly, my only issue with them playing Hurts is once gives them a better chance to lose right now. Yeah. Well, let me say this, though. The Parks Casino app, if you're listening to this on your, on your, uh, your smartphone or, I guess, on your desktop— Parks Casino, Eagles plus 1,400 to win the division. I kind of like it, and we can get into it in a little bit, but I like the Eagles plus 1,400 to win the division. Again, I don't think they're going to win the division, but those are those are some odds when you consider what we've seen in the past when, when backups come in. No, here. that's but, true. Look, it can cause a spark and stuff. I just think, you know how I feel. This team is a mess. They're, they're a bad football team. I don't think Jalen Hurts is ready to step in and, and make a difference there. Like, he might bring a spark, but – this team's bad, so well, I, I don't I don't but, think it's going to matter. So, but I, I think that it's just interesting that they're selling it as not a help Carson thing. They're oh, selling I agree. it as a, it's fascinating yeah. from a from a it, it's another way though when they're like kind of distancing shot at Carson, themselves from Carson a little. Yes. You know, like it's it's not a this is in the best interest of Carson. This is a we need the team to be better, and Carson's not the answer. Like that's essentially what it is, right? So, 
Yeah. Um, no, it's, it, it's look, it's it's again. I think they have bungled this whole thing from the moment they and you've said this before too. But like literally, since from the moment they drafted Jalen Hurts until now, everything that you expected could go wrong with the Jalen Hurts pick has gone wrong. It has been yeah. exactly what you expected if you were looking for a worst case scenario. And these quotes that have been coming out the last couple of days, thank God they're being resurfaced. And I know you put out a couple and stuff, but. From Howie Roseman at the draft, quotes the, the one you alluded to before where he said, all right, we told Carson if we make this pick, we're going to get you all the help you need. Whoops. The idea yep. that, uh, and you tweeted this one out, that, that Howie Roseman had the gall, the gall in the moment to say, no rookie's going to replace Carson Wentz, a pro bowl. That'll never happen. Like, this guy, when he made this pick, could not have been more wrong, and and again, maybe maybe he's lying to us of everything, but could not have been more wrong with everything he said, which just exemplifies what a disastrous pick this was. Like it, it could not have gone worse. Well, so I know on your uh, on your show on Wednesday with Joe DeCamera and John Ritchie, you, you know DeCamera was basically making the point like, are we ready to admit that the Jalen Hurts pick was a good pick? And he argued it admirably. He you know swayed me to a certain extent, and I do think if. But the issue with the the issue with the Eagles situation they put themselves in is even if Jalen Hurts is really good, like it's come at the expense of Carson. So you know who is who Carson, is the one who's getting paid a lot of money? You've basically right. look if you're Elliot, if you don't believe in Carson or whatever, and, and you paid him, that that's a mistake. But the idea of drafting a quarterback in the second round, first of all, where you only get the four years of control before he gets a contract instead of five. But the whole point of having a quarterback on a rookie deal is maximizing it, right? Like, that's the, yes. big, the big advantage in the NFL. That's how the Eagles won a Super Bowl. Like, they had Carson Wentz on a rookie deal. Like, like that is the biggest advantage you can have in the NFL. And by drafting Jalen Hurts when they did with Carson Wentz still on the roster and have just, just having paid him, you lose the whole value of that. Use that whole value. You you don't have the rookie quarterback on the cheap deal that you can build around. Like, you might have a rookie quarterback on a cheap deal, but you don't get the value of that because you've got the Carson Wentz contract on the books. It's, it's, it's crazy, Elliot. Well, the most they'll get value out of the Jalen Hurts rookie deal is one year because they're not going to, they're clearly not getting it this year, right? I mean, I would, yep. I would argue. They're not that getting it next year because even if they they're trade. They're not getting it next year. Yeah. And, and, and they're and not the getting it the fourth year. So that's the well, point. Get, like, what a disaster, right? They'll get it the right? third year. Yeah. They'll the get it fourth the third year. year. No, they'll get it the fourth, not the third because the third went to still on for $24.5 million, right? No, no, no. So, well, it depends how it goes. If they trade Carson this offseason, he's completely off the books in 2022. Okay, so like, just a massive hit for next year and then off the books for 2022. Right, but but if Jalen is the starter for the rest of this year, 2021 20, and 2022, he is not playing the fourth year for $100.5 million. Like, they will pay him prior to that fourth Exactly. Season. So, again, you, right. you've completely missed this window. One of the four. You've completely yeah. missed this window that is the biggest advantage in the NFL, and if you're going to go with a young quarterback, that's the that's the point, Elliot. And I have to think how he would have thought of that. I, I do honestly believe that when they drafted Jalen Hurts, they did not believe it would result in no, this. They did not. I, they were trying to be the smartest guy in the room. It's the same reason he overruled his scouts and took Rager. Like, this guy can't – like, he has to be the smartest guy in the room. He has to be like, oh, ho, I know better than everyone. I'm going to go – I'm going to do this thing that that people will think is crazy, and then, ho, ho, look who's going to have the last laugh. No. No, you just keep fucking yeah. up. Now, Carson playing poorly obviously aided in the backfire, and I have a thought, too, about – a topic of conversations of this week has been, well, if Carson can't handle Jalen Hurts, then he's not the guy. I disagree with that fundamentally. Like, I think everybody just, 
everybody handles different things differently. And Carson's been through a lot, yep. like he just has. And he's so a human being. I, you know, that? Yeah. he's a human being. And like, it's a sensitive who? issue for yes. him. I mean, it's yes. like if you've been cheated on before, it probably hurts more the second time you get cheated on, uh, you know? Uh, so, Elliot, like, I am so with you. Like, would I prefer Carson Wentz? It doesn't bother him at all. Sure, I prefer it. But it clearly does. These things clearly do. You know who Carson Wentz is. You have him in your building. You've known him for years now. How could you go draft Jalen Hurts knowing who Carson Wentz is? But but what's interesting is people are okay with the fact that it bothered Aaron Rodgers. Like people say Aaron Rodgers, you know, you know, it bothered him and his result was to just play really well. So we're okay with the fact that it bothered Aaron Rodgers. He just played better. And you want to know also, why? Because Aaron Rodgers is better. And, like, and also, 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 Aaron Rodgers is 35 or 36 years old. Yes. He's had a full career. He's one of the— They're the not ten, comparable He's situation. one of the most talented quarterbacks who's ever lived. He's probably going to go down as a top 10, 15 quarterback in the history of the NFL. This is a completely different scenario. Like, Aaron Rodgers has a built-in— security yeah. about himself and his job and his role that comes from years of success. Like, this is crazy. It's a completely different situation. Yeah, it is. And I, I, I don't think you can compare him at all. So, like I said, it's just wild to have been down at Eagles practice today and see that Carson's the backup. Uh, a healthy Carson Wentz. Uh, I, I can't uh, even tell you how many times over the last year and a half I've been asked, like, on a radio interview or whatever, like, you know, what do you – like, if they'll bench Carson because he's struggled – beyond this year and i've always said they'll never have a healthy carson wentz on the sideline wow. and here they are and it's well they just might not uh doug doug didn't seem to uh shoot down the idea that carson wouldn't be the backup when asked today <laughs> so the basic was Did like you oh, you know, we'll have to see it was like a really weird answer but all right i want to get to hurts and start to look ahead and start to talk about the man who look and and that's the thing is i uh, we've said this from the jump like when he got drafted the whole situation like i feel bad for jalen hurts like this kid has nothing to do with any of this all this kid did was get drafted, you know, do what he did in college, get drafted in the NFL, and try and make it for himself. So we'll talk about Hurts in a second. Aside from this, what we think we're going to see from Carson him. stuff oh, too. That's what I was about to get to. I was going to say I want to get to Hurts in a sec, but I want to talk about the trade cars now before we, and we'll get back to it before we kind of get into Hurts. I want to do the trade cars thing because you have a you put a couple tweets out about the idea of you know what you think they could get for him and stuff, and oh man. Has there been yeah. reaction? This is a very volatile topic by big time. I mean, Andrew Brandt has replied to your tweets. Bill Barnwell's quote to you. Kevin Clark's involved. Like, all these people who are like, you know, it has been a, a real hot... And, and I've seen both sides of the discussion from people who know and who don't know and stuff. Like, what Carson Wentz would be worth in a trade seems to be one of the most hotly debated topics. And also the one with the widest swings from people saying you'd have to give up a draft pick with him to get him away to people thinking you can get a first-round pick or more for him. Elliot, where do you stand on this, and why do you believe what you believe? Well, first, it's good to know that when the national conversation needs to be had, they come to go birds. You know, <laughs> like it's right. just it's good to know that you know we're out there driving the uh, the conversation. But let me say this: it is foolish to think that the Eagles are going to have to package a pick with Carson Wentz to get rid of him. And anybody that says no one's trading for a backup at 128 million dollars. Stop having the discussion with them right there because that is the most ill-informed statement ever. Carson is a backup right now. Carson will not be a backup in 2021. Carson will not be the backup quarterback of the Eagles. He will not compete for the job with Jalen Hurts. If Carson is on the roster, he will be the starter, period, right? Also, Carson's contract is not $128 million. Carson's contract is $120 million in name only. It's like when you hear that Patrick Mahomes signed a $450 million deal, right? Like, 
These are just inflated numbers. What Carson is really on, if they tried to trade Carson, Carson is on a two-year, $45 million deal where the team would then also own his rights beyond that, but it would be a year-by-year situation. So if they put Carson on the market, it would be on a two-year, $45 million contract, which is extremely reasonable. And I know you're listening and saying like, well, you say Carson's bad all the time. Why would another team trade for him? Because any quarterback in the NFL is worth almost $20 million, right? Except for someone you're specifically signing to be the backup or the weird situation where Cam Newton didn't get that much money. But if another team is interested in Carson, I believe the Eagles will be able to get a first round pick for him or at worst a second round pick. And I texted you this earlier and we can have it out here too. But if, if they put Carson on the trade block at the end of the 2019 season, what do you think they get for him? Yeah, and it's hard to, to disassociate where we're at now, uh, you know, what we've seen the last year. But, I mean, I think they get a one-plus, maybe two ones, certainly a yeah. one and a two and other stuff. Like, it, there's no question. And I'm with you, Elliot. I think now, I think if, if they decide to trade him this offseason, if that's the route it goes and all that, I think they will get a one back for him. I think they will get something back again. I think, like you said, people forget also the value of quarterbacks in the NFL. Joey Rosen got traded for a two. Joey Rosen, one year after getting drafted, got traded for a second-round pick. Uh, Sam Bradford, lest us not forget, and I know it was a situation where there was an injury and stuff, but he got traded for a first and a fourth. The value of quarterbacks is massive. Like, And Carson Wentz is someone who all you need is two guys. All you need is two GMs, two head coaches, whatever, who still think that that guy can be the guy from 2017 or something close. And it's not that crazy to think about. It wasn't that long ago, and he's shown flashes like – all you need is two guys. I, I feel so confident, Elliot, that you're on the right side of this debate. And honestly, so I think Carson's fatal flaw is his accuracy. So I personally don't think he will he will like be a perennial 13-game winner in the NFL. But if you're another head coach, isn't part of you sitting there and maybe saying what a lot of Eagles fans are, which is, oh, he's not getting any help. Like, he br- like yeah, I bring absolutely. him into my scheme. I bring him into my scheme. I put him on my team where I believe in my guys and I know how to use him. I can make him into 2017. And so, yes, a first-round pick is certainly an expensive price to pay, but – if you're the Patriots and it's a first and it's a future first, you're expecting that first round pick is going to, you know, be in the twenties or like, you know, the late twenties even. If you're the Colts, right? I, I think the the Broncos would have a ton of interest. There are going to be teams out there that want quarterbacks. And also the free agency market is not good. It's Dak Prescott and that's it. Like it's Cam, Jameis Winston. Um, there might be one other out there, one out other one other quarterback out there I'm not thinking of, but Dak is really the only guy that you would like bring in and put on a level of I'm making a big move at quarterback. Like the Jets and the Jaguars, they'll draft quarterbacks up high. Um Depends where the Broncos finish. I mean, they could potentially be one, but I, I think there'll be plenty of interest in Carson if the Eagles decide to trade for him. And the biggest thing is he's healthy. Like, you know, we mentioned all the injuries he's had. Carson's going to end year two of the NFL, a year, second year in a row without a major injury. I know he had the concussion, but in terms of like a injury that people around the league would consider major, he's now two, year, two years removed from all of those. So I think they'll have absolutely no problems trading Carson. And I think trading Carson now would be the right time to do it if you're going to do it. Uh, sell high on him because who knows what happens in 2021? Who knows if he struggles again? Then you're really screwed, right? Then you're Well, you could board. argue it's selling low too, theoretically, depending on what you believe he could be, you know? They will, yeah. I mean, you don't have it, a choice in this situation. I don't think he's getting fixed here, but I mean, in general, like, I, I, let's put it this way. If I were another team, I would be looking to trade for Carson Wentz personally. 
Well, what's funny is so I was writing the article and this fits so perfectly into like how everyone always thinks the backup is the answer because I'm, I'm writing it and I'm describing like what another team would see in Carson. And in my head, I'm thinking like, hey, the Eagles should go after a guy like this, like two, <laughs> year, two years, 45 million. He's been healthy, you know, like so you can you can certainly uh, you can certainly talk yourself into it. And I, th- I think a team will. And to your point about you're selling low, like. This is what it will come down. It's not going to come down to the money. It'll come down to the evaluation. Do the Eagles believe that Carson, and they have the best chance at making the evaluation. He's been in their building for, it'll be five years, right? He was in the building this year. So the Eagles have the chance to evaluate Carson. And if they trade him and they're wrong, that's really bad, right? But if, if they have him in the building and they don't think he's the answer anymore, this is the chance to capitalize on him in a major way. It is absolutely insane. We were talking about this. All right. Uh, I want to get to Jalen Hurts in a second here. Uh, but look, Elliot just mentioned uh, plus 1,400 for Philly to win the division still is is not a bad bet considering where they're at and if they do get a spark. But it is something you can bet with on the Park Casino Sportsbook app. If you've not downloaded this app, I don't know what you're doing. If you listen to us, please download the app. It's super fun to use. It's intuitive. You can bet on any game you want. There's an instant betting feature. You can bet on in-game betting. You can bet on how many passing yards someone will throw for, how many uh, touchdowns someone will throw for, over-unders, anything and everything you can bet on with the Park Casino Sportsbook app. Park Casino Sportsbook, bet with the best. Again, you can bet on every game on the pro football slate tomorrow night, little Thursday night Football action, L.A. against New England. L.A. is a five-and-a-half-point home favorite at New England. That's a, a pretty big line considering New England just won uh, by 45 points or whatever. Yeah. Again, any game on the slate, Elliot just mentioned that that uh, division odds bet you want to make. You could bet on futures. You could bet on the MVP of the league. Anything and everything you can think of, you could bet on with the Parks you know, Sportsbook app. Elliot, I mean uh, – how much fun have we had with this, this season? It's been it's been a godsend for us, especially considering what's well, been happening with our team. Not to spoil alert, but let's just say my record last week. I'm back. Let's He's just back. say that I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. Um, and I have a Parks Casino. I have a uh, a Parks bet of the week here. You ready? I'm born. Eagles plus seven is my is my Parks bet of the week, and I like the over in this game too. Ooh, so you I, like I, points in this one? So the over under is forty four and a half. So you think over on that? Yes, I've never picked the Eagles, anything Eagles related, as my park's bet of the week. I'm loving the Eagles, plus seven, and then I like the over two. I think both these offenses are going to move the ball. They're going to score. And I think the Eagles will we'll hold my prediction. I've already tweeted it, but I I, uh, I feel very good about this one. Wow, look at that. Uh, I do not. So if you want to go with what I have to say, absolutely bet on New Orleans. New Orleans is a way, 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 way better football team. Uh, spark or not, I think – I think this uh, new QB is going to struggle against literally the best defense in football. But more of that later, we'll make our pick. And, of course, tomorrow our Parks Picks Pod where we'll go through every single game on the slate, every single game that you can bet on with the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Again, bet with the best. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use the promo code GoBirds, that's our promo code, GoBirds, G-O-B-I-R-D-S, the Eras Free Bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X-Casino.com slash P-A. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your losses. A free bet, as always, 
You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, e, let's get into the hurt side of this because obviously, look, if they just uh, listen to that, um, you know, what you just said there, I mean, if you're picking the Eagles to, to cover and I'm, I'm thinking you're picking them to win, it seems like you're pretty optimistic about what Jalen Hurts can bring right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we talked about Carson's future. We talked about what he's accomplished, what he can be. What he is right now is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. And I think that what's going to end up happening is Jalen Hurts is going to come in and it's going to show that Carson was a lot of the problems with this team. He's not going to completely fix the offensive line. He's not going to completely fix the offense. But I think getting competent quarterback play is going to really make this a different football, a different football team. And what what I like about Jalen Hurts that I think makes him like uniquely set up to succeed this week is he makes quick decisions, and if it's not there, he just runs. And Carson has held on to the ball too long, and one thing you see consistent, consistently is he's gun-shy. Like, there are times early in his reads where there are players open, and he is, you know, double double pump or whatever. Like, he will pull back and not throw it. Hurts will just throw it. And what I think, when, when Doug's offense has been at its best is when the ball is getting out quickly. In 2017, Carson got rid of the ball quickly, or at least quicker than he, he does now, right? In 2018, when uh, the Eagles were, I guess, six and seven, and they were, you know, kind of mi- middle of the pack team, uh, Carson was 15th in the league in getting rid of the ball. When Foles came in at the end of the year, he was the first in the league for the final three games, and then into the playoffs. So I think a quarterback that'll just drop back, make the read, and throw it is going to work. Now, I don't think Jalen Hurts in his first NFL start should be expected to be Carson or Nick Foles. But what I do think Jalen Hurts can do is he will drop back and throw the ball if it's there. I think Doug is, I believe Doug is good at scheming people open. I think Carson's just not finding them. I think Jalen will drop back, get the ball out, and if it's not there, he'll run. And there were two or three plays against the Packers where um, he, they were, you know, it could have been sacks and they weren't because he was able to turn pressure into a 10-yard gain. They turned into first downs. Now, he was sacked three times. He did have the interception. I believe that he will make rookie mistakes, but I also think the offense is going to move this ball like, like they haven't in a while. And I think even though he's a rookie, he's going to provide better play than Carson did. I don't think there's any question he's going to be better than Carson Wentz. I think that's obvious. We saw it in the Green Bay game. Just just decisiveness and running will make him better. You know, If you put someone back there and said, run when you feel pressure or see pressure, they'd be better than Carson Wentz. Like It's that simple just to not take the sacks, not make all right. those negative plays. That alone, I just think you're – vastly underrating and as we you know kind of going back and forth with this year but I think you're vastly underrating the lack of talent around him and how much of a difference that's going to make against again the best defense in football this Saints defense is real they're fast they're so serious you keep saying they're the best defense in football and I'm not diminishing them but I don't believe they're the best defense in football like I, a lot of they, I think they've like, been the yeah. best defense in football over the last month. I'll say then. I think you're underrating. Been, they're very good. I, I think you're underrating how. All right, one of the best defenses in football, if nothing yes. else, certainly the best defense the Eagles have or will play this year, other than maybe Pittsburgh. And I think they're better in Pittsburgh. And personally. Baltimore. I mean Baltimore. Oh, I think they're. One. I think they're better in Baltimore. I think they're better in Pittsburgh. I again, I personally think right now, today, New Orleans is the best defense in football, and certainly the last few weeks they've been the best defense in football. Well, yeah, we agree that it's going to be a big. It's going to be. I think, uh, I think it's a really uh, tough much. spot. I think it's a really tough spot for a kid who I don't think is fully ready to be an NFL quarterback right now. I mean, that was my issue with him coming out of the draft. I thought he was a bit of a project, not a full-on project, but someone who's not ready. Look, it's funny because like the I think the athleticism and the speed are going to make him better than Carson and the ability to just 
you know, feel stuff coming, which it seems like Carson has completely lost the ability to have any sort of pocket awareness whatsoever. I think pocket awareness alone will make a difference. But it's not like Jalen Hurts is a great thrower. He's not. Like he's got he a, is. He's, he is. He's got though. a good arm. He's not an accurate thrower, man. Oh, like I disagree. That's your I whole disagree. big issue. Are you kidding me? Like that was his problem in college. We had Ray Dinger on the, on the midday show today, and he's like, "Yeah, accuracy. That was his biggest problem in college." Well, but he's not. A, but also he's not a rhythm thrower. He's not someone who's going to get in a rhythm and be cutting people up. He's athletic. He's going to make plays with his legs and by moving around and getting guys open and making throws because guys, guys, he can make things happen. He's more of a playmaker than a quarterback right now. And I, I, I again, I think it'll be better than Carson, but I think you're overrating what Jalen Hurts can do with, again, a horrible offensive line and, and crappy weapons around him. So I disagree with Ray that he's not an accurate passer. And Shiel, for what it's worth, Shiel Kapadia came on your show and said that he thought one of his biggest strengths was accuracy, right? So like, I think that there's a little bit of a torn, uh, you know, I guess people are undecided on that. I think this is a really good example of where a guy being drafted is playing so much into how we view the view this guy. And I'm sure I've been guilty of it too in saying a second round is a, is a weird place to take a quarterback. But, you know, I don't get why nobody's – entertaining the fact that he could come in and be really good. Like he played at the highest level of football and was dominant for 90% of his career. I know he was benched the one time. Like I get that that happened, but he was really, really good at Oklahoma. He was really, really good at Alabama for the majority of his career. Like, he does throw a really nice deep ball. I didn't think accuracy looked like an issue for him at all against Green Bay, right? There Again, was one- Green Bay, let's throw Green Bay at the window. It was a pre-bent defense. They're down 20 points. But it's the like, only time we've ever seen him. Like, right, it's literally I get only, it, but like, I'm not, I, again, but like, he like he wasn't great. He was like five of twelve or whatever, man. Like it's not like he was awesome against Green Bay. He made a couple plays. Like let's not get carried away with how he looked against Green Bay. This is a real test. He's getting first first team reps all week. He's going up against a great defense that's going to be disguising things and throwing things at him. I think that's going to be trouble for him. Like he went up against a prevent defense, man. Like that does matter for a kid. It does. Who, my biggest my biggest issue with Hurts right now is what is he seeing? What look we just saw it. Bill Belichick, Justin Herbert, tearing teams up right and then Bill Belichick goes out there and zero points dominates him because Belichick knows how to beat rookie QBs guess what the Saints are good at it too and other teams are good at it too especially again with a guy who is not as advanced as Herbert like not as advanced as other rookie QBs when it comes to diagramming defenses reading defenses knowing what he's seeing that's my concern Elliot I don't think he's there yet you make a compelling point. It has me questioning Eagles plus seven and a half. So that was that was fair. And certainly, certainly the over after I remembering the Chargers scored zero. I just think not not enough people are entertaining the idea. And I'm not saying you aren't, but people aren't even entertaining the idea that he could end up being a really good quarterback. Like, and I, I'm not like planting my flag in the Jalen Hurts camp. I'm not saying this is the guy the Eagles have their quarterback. I'm not like just doing this to troll the Carson guys. I'm just saying that I think there's a chance he could be good. I'm not ruling it out. There certainly I think is. Ch- I don't want to imply yeah. that there isn't. Like, I, I, he is, again, he's athletic. He did play at big colleges under smart coaches. I mean, playing for Lincoln Riley, that's that's awesome. That helps. Like, I, I, I'm not trying to imply that, like, he can't. Athletically alone, he might be able to make enough things I mean, he happen. He can throw the ball. Like, that's I know. What I'm, I'm including like, that in his athleticism, yes. the ability to throw the run, all that stuff. I'm not talking about him as a – uh, I'm talking about what he's seeing and what he's going against, like decisions. Yes, like, it's a tough spot. It's yes. a tough spot, man. I don't think he's ready. And again, he's doing it with a bottom five offensive roster. Like, 
all around him. I mean, again, like Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, the only two real weapons that we feel good about. I mean, Travis Fulgham hasn't had a catch in weeks or like it made a difference in weeks. Like Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Rager's made one play in the last month offensively. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel good. Uh, that's my biggest thing. That's what I'm trying to say is when I talk about not expecting Hurts to be great right now, it it actually has very little to do with Jalen Hurts. It has to do with his ability to face and read NFL defenses mm-hmm. right now, smart, talented NFL defenses. But more than anything, it's what I've been saying with Wentz the whole time. And, and again, Wentz has his own culpability. But my biggest issue with this this situation right now is that the team that Jalen Hurts is playing with, it's that it sucks. This team sucks. This roster sucks. Will he give them a spark? Yeah, I think there'll be some sort of a spark. I just think they're bad, man. Like, I I, I don't, I, I, I said this to you before, like, I don't know what they're, Patrick McCombs comes here, and I don't know how much better the record is. Is it better? Yes, for sure he's Patrick Mahomes, but I don't think they're like eight and oh, three. I, think Pat- oh, I don't oh, think yes, they are, yeah. man. I don't think they are. Like this is a this is a horrible roster. I, this is a horrible well, look, team. Gonna, a bottom five roster in the NFL. So we're gonna find out. We're gonna start to find out because Carson's not gonna be there anymore. And you know, I think where we differ is I still believe in Doug Peterson. I think more than you do. As like, oh, I, I believe in Doug. I, again, I well, like but, Doug. So I've had issues with Doug? his play. Again, what do I keep saying, Elliot? Have I said Doug's name? Bottom five roster. Bottom five roster. Wait, but, I, but what I believe is going to happen, and I could certainly be wrong, but what I believe is going to happen is when you have a better quarterback in there, the roster is not going to look as uh, bad. No, no, like, no, no. I, I, I'm sure, maybe some people play better, but my point is I think you are I think you are underrating how bad the roster is. My point is, again, I just said the Patrick Mahomes thing. I don't think there is a single quarterback who can come in here and make the roster look that much better. I think it's a horrible roster. That's my point. Like, I don't think a quarterback fixes this. I've said this yeah. the whole season. I think the biggest problem is this roster is dog shit. Like, that's the problem. And I'm not even, like, sitting here saying it's a good roster. I want to make that clear. I just think that it's, I guess, apparently, I think it's going to be, it's going to look like a better roster with a better quarterback. And I trust Doug to scheme. I think that if he has a quarterback out there that'll run his offense, it's going to look like a better offense. It's I not going to be his offense, at- though. Like, he's going to change it for Hurts. He's going to no, do I what he always I, does. Yeah, I don't think he's, he's always going. does. No, he say does that. It, I don't he's think he always does. a be- He's a better coach for anyone but Carson. Carson him just don't well, he's see a better coach for anybody but Carson because him and Carson just no. Don't in terms work, of play right? calling, yeah. I'm talking about he's the, for some reason he gets more creative. Again, look, he did it with Foles. He changed his offense. He did RPO stuff that wasn't part of his well, offense. Full strength that year for what it's worth. Of I course, mean, right? like, but the offense was good that year with Carson, so he didn't have it, to make well, changes. Right, but he did. Right, he changed it so that when Nick. Well, came I do in, think he was making changes for Carson, but the difference I is Carson. I think he didn't. It. Like he did. Well, we talked no, about getting him out of the pocket. He hasn't done it all year. Like why? Why would we say that? Well, but I think we both agree that the changes he's made this year for Carson have not been exciting new changes because Carson can't do anything, right? Like we've talked about how he how he's had to simplify it for Carson. You're not running flea flickers with Carson because they can barely operate a a generic offense at well, this point. They can't point. block so, anybody too. I mean, I, I don't know. I look, I I think that I understand your point. I just, I don't think, again, as I've said this whole time, like as Carson was struggling and stuff, like, will they be better if Carson isn't out there? Yes. Will they be much better? No. I don't think they're going to be a much we'll better find team. Out. We certainly we'll find will. Out. We certainly yeah. will. I think they're going to be look, bad. And I think they're going to get beaten handily by the Saints. That's what and I And the Saints are a tough matchup. I'm not disputing that. But like, I mean, and you know, as someone that was nine and uh, nine and five last week, I certainly know the league. Well, I think uh, I was I was pretty good last week too. Wasn't yeah, I? we were actually tied both nine ah, and five. Ah. Yeah, but uh, 
I think I think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Taysom Hill. And if you have the better quarterback, I like your chances flat out. Now, well, so Dante- that's the thing is, I don't know. I mean, I think he's probably better than Taysom Hill. I don't like Taysom Hill, but I don't know if he's like. I think he's better in the sense that he has more physical gifts and, and attributes and stuff, but I don't know if he's better than Taysom Hill right now at, at going up against an NFL defense because I've seen Taysom Hill win like four straight or whatever. Like, I don't know. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. Now, now look, it's his first start. Like, he could go out there, go 10 for 30 and, and be terrible and still have an amazing NFL career, right? So we're, we, we cannot judge him off of one game, and I'm probably putting too much pressure on him, to be quite honest, right? But uh, I, I just – I think he's going to play well, and – the other part of it, and this is, you know, not an X's nose thing or anything like that, but like, of course he's going to win, right? Like, I mean, come on, everything we've seen with this quarterback situation over the last few years screams that this is not going to end up well for Carson. Like, you saw that in 2017, you saw it in 2018, you even saw it a little bit in Green Bay last <laughs> yeah, night. Like, but Nick Foles like, is different from Jalen Hurts. Like, he is, but but like Nick Foles wasn't before he became Nick Foles here, right? I mean, like when when he went down to 2017, when they were down, when Foles went down in 2018, right? They went to LA as 13 and a half point underdogs with a 15% chance of making the playoffs. And you know what? Like, of course they beat the Rams because of course they would, you know, like everyone's like to say all, everyone. Yeah, but, like I know what you're game. saying, but we've done that all year. Like we've done like, Oh, this yeah, is but, the but, game but the Eagles win. Cause of course this they win it though. Eh, no, I think they're like, going to get... me. To me, this is the moment of, of course, like this is where we're going yeah. to see it. It's almost like as soon as, as soon as Jalen Hurts went in, he completed a long pass to Jalen Rager, right? Like, of course he did. And then of course they were going down the field, right? So I, like, this is just my, you know, emotional feeling on it. There's, there's no rhyme or reason, but like what it was like when they drafted Jalen Hurts and we all said, well, this isn't going to go well. Like, of course it didn't go well. And now I just kind of think that when I look at what we've seen at this team, we've looked at Doug with another quarterback, like, they win, and not on. And on top of that, Doug's teams have been really good in December. I know they lost last week in December, but Doug has been a really good coach in December. So when I look at the fact that it's a December game and they're starting a new quarterback, I'm like, of course they're going to win this game. Like, of course they are, and we'll see. But I don't know. I, they they could be playing almost anybody this week, short of like the Chiefs, and I would be like, I think they're going to win. Yeah, I'm going to use logic and say that I think they're a way worse football team, and the Saints are good. I actually think like this could have been a game if Carson were playing, and again, I think Carson's so bad right now it wouldn't matter. But where the Saints could have taken the Eagles lightly a little bit and just come in and be like, wow, this team's awful. We're we're dominant. We don't even need to really play hard this game. I don't think that happens anymore. I think the Hurts thing kind of gives a little juice to this game that there wasn't there before. Um, so I think the Saints are going to come in ready to play, and I, I honestly think the Eagles are going to get smoked. Like, I think the Eagles so, lose handily on Sunday. So here's here will be the ultimate lit, litmus test for the Eagles, okay? If they truly believe that two quarterback plays are like change of pace, tough for the defense, uh, all that there, there is no chance what you're about to I know they're not going to. Zero. Well, that's why like it was all bullshit play. from the beginning. We always knew right. it. We didn't that's believe them. Like, like, that's my point. Like, they're not going to put Carson out there. You want to know why? Because two quarterback plays are dumb and they don't work. So, like, this this idea, and I, I almost hope they do it just because it would be so funny if they had Carson come out and, like, line up at receiver for a snap just to, like, throw people off. But, I and I, again, I'm kidding. I don't really think they're going to or they should. But it, it's just such, like, a... Like, they're not going to do it this week. And it's just proof that they were literally only doing it because they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. hundred million percent. Well, look at the Saints game. I just see this quote. Did you see this quote from Malcolm Jenkins? If you want to know if Malcolm Jenkins is going to be taking this game seriously, Malcolm Jenkins on his return to Philly. I gave everything I had to that city and team. 
It just wasn't valued much by the people making the decisions. For me, it was about respect. I didn't care what the money was. I wanted to see the respect. I wasn't valued like I thought. (laughs) Oh, man. Poor Jalen Hurts. Oh, buddy. Oh, man. Malcolm Jenkins' revenge game. Get ready, dude. Malcolm's right. Of course he's right. Of course he's right. Are you kidding me? Of course he's right. Like, there's no question he's right. Like, like the, again, the, every single thing Howie Roseman did this offseason was a failure. Every single thing. Every single thing. I guess you could make the argument that not signing him, since they're terrible and they're going to have to go into a rebuild, like, maybe that's part of it. But honestly, like, they they should have brought back Malcolm. Like, they should have. But, yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a quote by Malcolm. That's bad news. <laughs> bad Man. news. For the oh, Eagles. Great. Oh, I, I, so, all right, let's officially do it. We've, we've already alluded to it, but officially Elliot Chirp Parks is clearly taking the Eagles plus seven and a half and picking them to win. I am clearly taking the Saints and laying the seven and a half points. It'll be interesting to see which way the line goes. I actually think I'm probably getting on the high end. My guess is the Hurts thing maybe gets people a little excited to go the other I, way. I think it went down a half point. Actually. It wouldn't shock me. So is it seven now? Yeah, Last it was seven I looked last at time se- I saw Oh, all right. So seven. That's where we're at. My fault. I looked at seven and a half this morning. Well, you took it at seven and a half, to be I'll fair. I'll take it at whatever. I don't care. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna win easily. But it, okay. if we, we do it whatever the line is when we, we pick the game, um, if it went down to seven, that wouldn't shock me at all. Cause I do think it'll start to go that way because of the here we go. I'm looking on the part. It is seven. So how about that? Seven point line. Yeah. Um, regardless, I'm taking the Saints. I, I think they win. I think they win handily. I, I just Again, I think that I, 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 this, and like you said before, this means nothing about what Jalen Hurts can be down the road or whatever. But for this week in this spot with this team around him going up against this defense, I just don't want to hope. Yeah. Well, here's what I'd say if you're with me, if you're like, of course they're going to win, because of course they're going to win, I'm telling you, like, the odds for them to win the NFCs are going to really go down after, uh, if they win. So I would, if you, if you're like going to bet the Eagles, I would also bet the plus 1400. It's a smart bet. I agree with you. If you think the Eagles are going to win this game, and there are people out there, look, Elliot, Joe Gilio, like, I've seen other <laughs> There's people me. say, yeah, me and well, Joe Gilio. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, so I think I saw replies, someone yeah. else, maybe someone replied to Julio of note who said they thought they would win somewhere on yeah. Twitter. Of no, <laughs> like of no, like a former Eagle or someone said they're going to win something right. like that. Look, I, you know, if, if you are with Elliot, and I'm sure there are a lot of people, if you think they're going to win this game, then you should absolutely bet the plus fourteen hundred to win the division. Because if they win this game, all of a sudden they're right in the thick of it. So, um, yeah, it's it's a great point. I, I will not bet on that because I don't think they're going to win, and I don't think they're going to win the division. So. Nor should they, all right? Of all of it, like, losing out is still the right call for this team. As so high a pick as you this. can get. Let me ask you this. If I told you that Jalen Hurts could be, like, a, like phenomenon the next four weeks, like, they get hot, it's like, you know, he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated, like, all that stuff. They, they beat the Saints. They beat the Cardinals. They, they, go, they win the Final Four, and they somehow get in the playoffs. Would you sign up for that, or would you rather sign up for they – blow out they lose and like it just ends ugly and they're like picking you know fourth (sighs) (laughs) that first one sounds pretty exciting yeah it does look again look i do think that regardless of how you know to kind of tie a bow on that discussion from before and stuff no matter what the jalen hurts pick was a a bad pick it was an illogical bad decision based on how you came about it what it caused and all that but like now that we're here now that jalen hurts is an eagle and he is starting this week like clearly the best thing for the eagles is jalen hurts is awesome like that is definitely the best outcome to this whole thing right now is jalen hurts is is a, a phenomenon 
and can be your franchise quarterback. And, oh, oh, you lucked out. You got the guy here in your set. Like, that is by far my top choice. Best case scenario is Jalen Hurts is, is amazing. And we lucked into a superstar at the position who can carry us forward. Like, yeah, that is definitely the best case scenario. Sure, I get that. If, if you're telling me that I think Jalen Hurts is a star for the future at the end of the season, like, yeah, I'll take that. I just, again, I don't see that happening as much as anything because I, I think you and I have different views of how what this roster ceiling is with anyone at quarterback. And I think this well, roster ceiling. Yeah. I, again, well, but that's my clarify. point. Like, I don't, I yeah. don't, I think this roster sucks. I don't think they have a chance to do this. Like, I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think they have a chance to get to the playoffs and win a game. Like, I don't, I don't see any of that happening. So for me, this and is I, a, I a lean with you on that hypothetical. Side but yeah, and and I do lean with you on that. I'm just saying, realistically, any roster is going to look better once the quarterback is better. Uh, look, I, agree. Are, you know? I agree. Like, I agree. I agree. So, I agree. I just think that they're they're not going to look much better. The whole point, point in paying a quarterback 120 million dollars is you're supposed he's supposed to mask problems, you know. So like. If you're getting high-level quarterback play, like, Rager's going to look better, and all of a sudden, you know, so there'll be those type of things that'll happen. But we'll see. Well, I mean, you know, I, it's why it's interesting now, right? Like, sticking with Carson, you knew it was going to happen. At the very least, it's something interesting now. Yeah. It's definitely, like, if nothing else, yes, we are going to have something to look to look forward to, either in a, in a schadenfreude type of way or in a positive way. This is going to be an interesting end of the season where it could have just been a, a, a finish out the string and let's move on to next year type thing. Like, sure, there's something to see. There's something to watch. It's going to be compelling. Um, it's just a question of which way it's going to go. It's going to be fascinating. Um, all right, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, Parks Picks Pod tomorrow. We'll go through every single game on the slate. Uh, we have officially, again, made our pick for this one. Elliot's taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Saints. Um, and uh, any final thoughts? For, oh, and, of course, Saturday, uh, 1 to 2 on Saturday. Only I know, hour. so It's going to be a power hour on Saturday. So we'll we'll do some more, like, focus on Eagles, Saints, and Elliot's belief to win and my belief to lose and all that on Saturday. But um, until then, Elliot, any final thoughts? Yeah, so really quick story. Um, I told you I bought a treadmill, right? I'm going to yes, be, yes. be running running inside now. So as part of that, we had to throw out a couch to make room for it in the room we want to put it in there. So this is a couch, first of all, that I've had through my last four places I've lived. The apartment by myself. Then it was briefly in the house Kristen was lived in, lived in where I lived there. Then it was in our apartment together, and now it's in the ho- home we own together. So four places this couch has moved with me. So throwing it out was sad. Like watching the garbage people put it in the truck and demolish it was like pretty sad. But this is the funny part of the story. So I had to move the couch from the second floor through the first floor. I mean, obviously down to the first floor and then outside. But so we get it down the first flight of steps, even though it was not easy still and very tense about like scratching the walls. But so we couldn't get out the first, the front door. So we had to carry it through the backyard and I had to literally, literally toss it over the fence. Like I had to put it up on the fence and then, and then push it and then push it. So it would fall. But the funny thing is I was like, well, I'll just push it up and it'll like flip over, you know, but I push it and it like barely moved. And so I like, it kind of like was bouncing a little bit. And then like I finally like jumped with all my might, all like whatever I weigh, and pushed it over the fence and it landed. I so wish there were a video of this. And then we had to carry it all the way around the front. But it was just funny, like the people were probably looking out their windows and being like, What is happening with this couch? I'm so jealous of those people in those windows. I would pay good money for that video of you trying to get that couch. So it's gone though. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was not uh 
it was not my best idea. I mean, we got it out, so it worked, but yeah. Wow, man. Well, maybe you got it out. Maybe you got yeah, it out. it's really all that matters. All's and, well you know, that sad to see it go. Yeah, all's well but. that ends well. That's what they say on it. Exactly. And uh, apologize to the Go Birds listeners for not emergency potting it up on this, but we wanted to give ourselves some time to think about it and see the reaction. Well, and also hear Doug talk today and for Elliot to go yes. down to practice and see how it looked and see if anything different was happening and just to be able to tell us, hey, Jalen Hurts doing the first team reps. That's weird. Like, we thought it was worth it because, especially because also on Sunday we – we, we talked about this potentially. It wasn't like we didn't talk about the likelihood of Jalen Hurts starting. So figured that was there. And yeah, I, I figured it made sense to have a little more information from Doug and why they did it and how it all went and all that, that it was worthwhile for the context and everything. Yes. So, but I'm excited now to watch a game on Sunday. And we'll oh, have Go Birds on Saturday. So. And look, Go Birds right after the game on Sunday. We'll see if Elliot's right. And we're excited. And we're talking about how Jalen Hurts looked amazing. Or if I'm right, and it was like, oh, Jalen Hurts was okay, but man, this team sucks. That's what I'm the, 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 It's going to be really interesting to see the reaction, too. Like, if he's really good, are people going to explain it away like they did with Nick Foles? Or I don't know. It's just going to oh, be there, there are so many fascinating offshoots. This fan base right now is a mess. Just like this team, we too are a mess. No one knows what to do, what to root for, who they're rooting for, who they're rooting against. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a mess. Yeah. It's, 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 a true, it's an emotional mess right is, now. Because, yeah. like, cause like, think about it this way, too. Like, you talked about before, like, yes, we root for the, the Philadelphia Eagles. And whoever plays for that team, those are our guys until they're not playing for our team and so on and so forth and all that. But, like, we did win a Super Bowl a couple years ago. And we did have a, a guy named Carson Wentz who played a massive role. The Eagles did not win that Super Bowl without him. The potential MVP of the league. And you, and you, and you get a connection to that guy thinking, all right, like we, we found the guy. Like our whole lives were waiting for the guy, and this is the guy. And then it's really hard to, to reconcile that he's not the guy. And then right. that maybe there could be a new guy, and it's kind of unexpected. And the way it all played out, it's just – it's been a t- it look this and I would not give any of it up for the Super Bowl. I would I would take the Super Bowl over everything. Like I'm I'm good, but but it has been a real tumultuous time since the Super Bowl and a real tough time to know to you know emotional. It's been it's a great word for it. It's emotional as an Eagles fan. There's a lot going on and it's hard to kind of wrap your head around all of it and know how to feel, man. Well, I have some more emotional news right before we wrap up here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Get ready. Ready? Davion Taylor on IR. So the, the promising rookie year of Davion Taylor has come to an end. Uh, really good. What a good third, third round, round pick. pick. God, what the a disaster part, this draft. What a disaster. What a disastrous draft. This well, was. the other funny part, and then we'll, we will really wrap it up, but like the interview I was listening to where Howie is just saying all types of ridiculous things about Jalen Hurts. He's also talking about the other draft picks, and he's like, you know, in his like Howie voice, he's like, "Look, like Jalen Hurts, Jalen Rager, but like we got some really good players on day three of the draft. Like, you know, we 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 really think today was the most exciting day, and fans are gonna fall in love with these guys. Like, blah blah. Like, they don't even play. So yeah, like he's like, he's like, think Casey about it. Like, Casey Tuhill. He was like Casey Tuhill. We had him flagged as someone that could get drafted, and we prioritized him. It's like you cut him for Vinnie Curry. Yep. Like, uh, it, you know? it's just it, it's it, Howie forgets that we can go back and listen to this audio. Howie, it's out there for everybody. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Could not have been more wrong about everything. It's like, I mean, just think about it, just as a draft class, and obviously that'll change with Jalen Hurts playing and stuff. But like, just think about how little they've gotten from this draft class, like an entire they, draft class. And they haven't gotten. They, I don't believe they've gotten one touchdown or a sack, right? Other than Rager, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, my yeah. apologies. Other Rager. than Rager, and even then, yeah. considering Rager, you know, 
When, and I know people get mad and all that, but when you look at the guy taken right after Rager, <laughs> it's really hard to get excited about anything Rager's done because it's like, like a, a tenth of what that guy's done. We're going to set like a Cal Ripken, Joe DiMaggio type, type streak of bringing up Justin Jefferson on the pod. I'll never there not legit, bring it up. might not be a pod for like a year and a half. Elliot, I'm never going to get over it. That's the problem. I, 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 yeah. Every time I see that guy, I get sick to my – it kills my soul. It is – I'm so upset oh, about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, at least you got Jalen Hurts, Elliot, right? There, there it is. That'll save the draft. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the Parks Picks pod Saturday and then, of course, Sunday post game. Uh, and we will get some reviews, of course, later in the week, uh, certainly next week and all that. But rate and review the podcast. Once we get to um, 2,000 five-star reviews, we are going to take the SAT. So that will be a blast for everyone else except Elliot and I. So you guys win and we lose. So uh, yes. <laughs> so please rate and review the podcast. It means a lot. And, again, uh, tomorrow, Parks Picks, uh, Saturday, WIP, and Sunday, post-game show. Until then, he's Elliot. I'm James. We'll talk to you guys soon.